0: Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Well, we are moving into the summer season. The days are getting longer. The sun is shining more intensely. And I love considering how our bodies work in the context of these seasonal changes and the symbiotic relationship between us and God's creation. You know, the sun, the moon, the water, the land, the plants, the animals. We live and exist together and are created to work in tandem. And to me, there's nothing more natural or holistic than considering health from this kind of perspective. I call it the Genesis prescription. You know, this idea that our very foundation of health starts with making sure we are in sync with the elements of creation. And a big, huge piece of that is light. In Genesis, God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night they will mark events, sacred seasons, days, years, they will be lights in the dome of the sky to shine on the earth. And it says he went on to make the stars and the two great lights, the larger light to rule over the day and the smaller light to rule over the night. And God saw how it was good. So the sun determines so much about our health, about our lives. Unfortunately, in modern times, I think it's gotten a bad rap for being like a big fiery ball of, you know, potential cancer that lives in the sky, you know, something we're afraid of, and that we're told to avoid at all costs. And, you know, I don't think that's how God intended it when he created the beautiful sun. Um, The dose makes the poison, of course, as it does with so many things, but completely avoiding it, by slathering ourselves from head to toe with chemical sunscreen and spending most of our day indoors, I mean, that has really been to our detriment. And so today, I want you to understand that we need doses of the sun for our long term health and wellness. Think of it as a nutrient for your body. And as with any essential nutrient, a deficiency leads to poor health. I mean, I wish more doctors would write a light prescription, you know, instead of some of these problematic, unnatural pharmaceutical pills, you know, that everybody's taken. Historically, sunlight was used therapeutically. There's even a term for it, heliotherapy. And heliotherapy is the therapeutic use of sunlight. And it's been used for centuries. Um, around 400 BC, Hippocrates, who was considered the father of medicine and was amazingly ahead of his time when it came to health, Um, prescribed sun baths for his patients regularly. He had a health facility with a large solarium uh, that exposed his patients to maximal amounts of sunlight as part of their therapy. You know, Hippocrates was the one who said um, with such amazing foresight that all disease begins in the gut. And that is what we are truly discovering today. He's also attributed with the famous quote, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. I am so just so interested in learning more about Hippocrates I mean he just really was so before his time so I think that's pretty cool and um and I usually perk up and pay attention um, when I found out things like this that you know he was using um, sun therapy for uh, his patients and then we can think of Florence Nightingale do you remember her she's the famous nurse she's really considered the founder of modern nursing And she was appealing to hospital designers back in the 1800s to create and design uh, wards that were brightly lit by natural sunlight. She saw firsthand the positive effects of sunshine on patients. And we know that sun was successfully used as part of the treatment for rickets and tuberculosis in the early 1900s. And now, of course, we know how critical sunlight is for the production of vitamin D. What's interesting is that the prevalence of skin cancer has been on the rise, despite the fact that we wear more sunscreen and stay indoors more. And we can look back and see that it's been this way since about the 1930s, which interestingly coincides with more and more people working indoors, you know, in factories and such, um, getting less sunlight, plus the onset of more processed food being introduced into the world around that time. Um, both of those seriously factor into our bodies becoming less tolerable to the sun, you know, Um, and so it's just something we have to really think about, you know, add in slathering on chemical sunscreens and letting them bake into your skin. And we we might want to consider another one of Hippocrates famous quotes that says, first, do no harm, we are harming ourselves, we are harming our health by these practices. Now, I'm no doctor, and I don't play one on the internet or in podcast world or anything like that. Um, You know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about the excessive sun exposure that I had in my teen years. My best friend and I, oh my gosh, we used to slather, slather on the oil, uh, not the sunscreen, or maybe it was like SPF4, but it was that oil. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, just what a joke, but we would slather that on and just bake in the sun for hours, hours you know i have a little olive in my skin a little olive tone in my skin so i can get really tan and really tan i did get back in the day one time um christine and i went to the tanning bed place because god help us we did that too and get this they turned us away they were like um you're too tan and you're like kind of pink you cannot get in the tanning bed today. That is a true story, y'all. <laughs> we got rejected by the tanning place. We were like, has that ever even happened before in the history of tanning salons? You know, I don't know about y'all, but like back in those days when you know, I'm trying in the late eighties, nineties, uh, yeah, I don't know, tanning salons were a little more smarmy. I don't know, they were kind of shady and I don't know. So for them not to let let us in kinda tells you how ridiculous we were in what we were trying to do. Um, They could not in their good conscience, let us tan in the tanning bed and, you know, give them money to do that. And they were like, nope, turn around. And so we did, we left like dogs with tails between our legs. (laughs) I mean, it's funny. It's like kind of funny, not funny, right? I mean, it's really pretty sad. I haven't used a tanning bed in over 25 years, but I know I did some serious damage to my skin. You know, and at the very least, um, I'll be more wrinkly and splotchy, which is really starting to show here in my fabulous 40s, you know, but I pray that nothing more serious happens with that. However, I still regularly lay out, I love the sun, but I do try to practice safe sun exposure, you know, by soaking it up in short spurts of time instead of baking all day. That's more of the proper way to do it, you know, small therapeutic doses. So I want to dig into this topic a little deeper with you today and to share the wonderful benefits of sunshine on our bodies, plus the food and supplements that can help you increase exposure and decrease burns, and then how to use the right sunscreen and clothing as your protection. So let's start with um, what the sun does for you. And I want to start with this Bible verse from Matthew 622 and 23 when Jesus says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And this verse speaks to me in so many ways, you know, I always have that kind of God put that lens over my my eyes, that when I you know, read, uh, read scripture, I just really see it in so much see so much of relevant to a health, um a health context. But this one, you know, one of the one of the things that makes me think of is that in order to be truly healthy, we have to, quote, unquote, see ourselves as healthy. First, you know, you can't keep picturing yourself, you know, when it's talking about the eye, you can't keep picturing yourself and seeing yourself as this like slothful, yo yo dieter who never gets it right and always eats bad. And you know, I'm never gonna, be able to achieve my health goals. You can't look at yourself that way. You know, if you want to be fit and healthy, that darkness of mindset will lead you into vicious cycles of making unhealthy decisions. You know, you've got to fill your eye with the light of love and possibility, with the capability of strength that God lends you in order to make change for better health. But another way this verse speaks to me is in the context that we're talking about it today. Because the eye is truly the portal through which sunlight beams into our body, you know, and we take it in through our eyes and it signals the brain about where our bodies are in time and space in relation to the earth. It's what sets our circadian rhythm, which is our internal clock. It tells us when to sleep and when to wake. It releases hormones based on this information. It gets from light or doesn't get from light that's equally important. Um, It just it's what anchors our entire day. And so one of the best things you can do, especially if you suffer from cortisol dysregulation, adrenal fatigue, or sleep issues, is to expose your eyes to the morning sun as soon as you can. It helps signal our body to release cortisol appropriately throughout the day, and to release melatonin, our sleep hormone at night. So your body knows that approximately 12 hours after it registers that morning light, it will be time to release melatonin for sleep. So if you can be outside when the sun rises or soon thereafter, and just let that natural light hit your eyeballs, it's so good for your system. I purposely do not wear sunglasses or a hat on my morning walk because I want that sunshine in my eyes. And you know, the sun is not that as strong in the morning. And so, Um, It's very tolerable. I think a lot of us just grab our sunglasses as we walk out the door and put them on no matter what, but try to restrain from using them unless you really, really need them because that sunlight coming into your eyes um, is really important. Okay, another way the sun helps us is by making vitamin D. A lot of us are aware of this now. Uh, Vitamin D is also called the sunshine vitamin, um, and it's also known as a hormone. But when the UVB rays hit our skin, it reacts with cholesterol, a cholesterol compound in our skin to make vitamin D. Now, statistically, there are so many people who are deficient in vitamin D. And it's important to have your levels checked because it is so crucial to health. We need it to be able to absorb calcium properly for one. So it's critical for bone health. Um, you know, it's, you know, when we talk about calcium and Everybody taking these calcium supplements and just worried about calcium. Well, there are cofactors that, that you need to for your body to be able to absorb calcium and use it well. One is vitamin D. One is K two. So um, you know we got to think about all of those together. But vitamin D is also important for your muscles, your nerves, your immune system. And the best way to soak up the sun to get vitamin D is when the sun is higher in the sky. So a little bit more middle of the day-ish and um, to expose large area of your body, like your stomach or your back or your legs, Um, expose that large area to the direct sun for, you know, 10 to 30 minutes. It depends, of course, on your skin and how much you can take in before you burn. But just, you know, a little patch of skin getting sun is not going to be sufficient for you to... Um, produce enough vitamin D. Another very cool thing that the sunlight does for us is energize our mitochondria. You are going to hear more and more about mitochondria in the coming years. There are a lot more books um, being written about it. Biohackers have been speaking about it for years. But basically, mitochondria are the power engine little power engine inside of our cells. They take in nutrients from the cell, break it down and turn it into energy for the cell to carry out all the functions it needs to take care of. So the life and work of your cells depend on the health of your mitochondria. So we're talking core health stuff here y'all. And sunlight produces a beneficial negative charge inside our cells and activates our mitochondria, gives it a boost. And so I love this idea that we're these solar beings that are charged up by the sun, literally, our cells are meant to capture and hold sunlight. And I just, I love thinking of it that way. And I just love the the mental image I get of just our body just soaking up the sun and, and benefiting from it. Speaking of boosting mitochondria, fasting and exercise are also good for doing that. And do you know where we have some of the greatest concentration of mitochondria in the body? In the retina, in the eyeballs. In fact, a lot of eye failure and disease is a decline in mitochondrial function. But isn't it interesting how this kind of all comes together? We're talking about the eyes, the lamp of the body, it allows the raisin to signal the brain, the eyes are teeming with mitochondria. I just love you know, how this all comes together and it to me makes so much sense. Another interesting fact about mitochondria is that we inherit, inherit pretty much all of it from our mothers. So if you've got bad genetic mitochondria, blame it on the mama. We mamas get blamed. lots for lots of things, don't we? But it is true, we get our mitochondria from our moms. Okay, a few other things the sun does for us is release endorphins and boost serotonin. You know, these feel good, warm and fuzzy chemicals and hormones that surge through our bodies. My friend Aaron and I are always talking about how much we love to be in the sun, it just makes us so happy. You know, think about a day at the beach, being in the sun and the water and the sand, it's like the perfect Genesis prescription right there. But you know, you just feel that sense of contentment and then you're just totally wiped out at the end of the day. And you know, it's because you have all of these feel good chemicals flowing through you. You know, your body is getting this clear signal for daytime and nighttime hormones. And then that physical interaction with the earth is just so good for our bodies Um, and the sun can also boost libido and metabolism. Love that. So if you feel sexy and skinny after being in the sun, there you go, that's why. Okay, so now let's talk about um, photo protection, how to decrease sunburns, because I know a lot of you are like, I can't sit in the sun for five seconds without getting burned. And while yes, there are varying tolerable levels for people, We can help our body better tolerate sun exposure in several ways. The first is to reduce the things that are causing your body inflammation on the inside. Because when your inside is on fire, you're much more likely to catch fire on the outside. Does that make sense? And of course your diet plays a ginormous role in inflammation. You know, when you're shoveling down sugar and hot Cheetos and drinking Cokes and eating fried foods, you're gonna fry sister. That's just all there is to it. Um, What we want to do is eat foods and use supplements that are photoprotective. In a sense, we want to sunscreen ourselves from the inside out. Okay, so we want to swallow our sunscreen. So to do that, you want to make sure and get plenty of healthy fats, especially omega three fatty acids, which we mostly get from fish or fish oil. This is one I usually recommend supplementing, especially if you don't get enough fish like wild-caught salmon, sardines, mackerel, you know, those really oily fish um, that are really concentrated with some of the good omega-3s. Omega-3s enhance the immune system and strengthen the skin's barrier function. And one study showed that it inhibits UV-induced skin damage. So we want to get plenty of omega-3s, but in general, you want to make sure you're just including all good healthy fats in your diet like avocado and eggs and olives and olive oil and coconut oil and real butter. Also really beautifully pigmented foods like colorful fruits and vegetables make great sun protectors. You know, we just think of that connection between food pigment and our skin pigment and foods like tomatoes and goji berries and sweet potatoes, carrots, watermelon, cantaloupe, those particularly are high in carotenoids. Okay, And carotenoids are anti- antioxidants known to be useful as systemic sun protectants. So antioxidants, we're going to talk a lot about antioxidants here, um, are chemicals that help stop or limit damage caused by free radicals. Okay, Free radicals are unstable molecules that can damage the cells in your body and contribute to aging more rapidly plus contribute to health conditions like cancer, diabetes, heart disease. And so the more antioxidants we get in our diet through get in our diet or through supplements, the better we can slow down the aging process and fend off illness. Okay, when it comes to the skin, antioxidants are known for fortifying cell membranes and preserving intracellular components from IV induced, you sorry, not IV, (laughs) UV induced, cell damage, and intracellular water loss. And vitamin C is one of the most documented beneficial antioxidants. And of course that's found in citrus fruits and mangoes and strawberries and cauliflower and broccoli. Um, Polyphenols are also antioxidant compounds that help protect the body's tissues against oxidative stress and protect the immune system. Polyphenols are found in foods like berries, pomegranate, tea, especially green tea, red grapes, red wine, onions, citrus, fu- uh, fruits, turmeric. And so, you know, essentially all this boils down to the fact that you want to eat a lot of healthy fats, and lots of colorful fruits and veggies, especially the ones that are in season, it just makes sense, you know, that God would package up the most protective compounds, the ones we need the most with each season of the year. And so I'm gonna quote another Bible verse again here from Ecclesiastes 1.9, which says, there's nothing new under the sun. And so to me, it just fits so perfectly here. It's like, there's nothing new here. Uh, Your body is always going to need real food, the way God made it to protect you and your best health. And that includes being under the sun, right? Okay, now when it comes to supplements, if you want to specifically target your body's ability to tolerate the sun better you could include uh, things like extra vitamin c Um, there's something called astaxanthin which is an antioxidant a really potent antioxidant uh, that serves as a natural sunscreen in marine plants and so that's one i like to use at this time of the year the astaxanthin um, another one is EGCG. That's a powerful polyphenol antioxidant that has been shown in studies to offer preventative effects against the sun. It's also a good one for the metabolism. And EGCG stands for this like long name that's hard to pronounce. It's like epigallocatechin 3 3- g Galate or something like that so we just say egcg um but it's a compound that's commonly found in green tea and so if you're a green tea drinker you're getting that and that's even better Uh, there's another supplement that i read about i haven't used it yet um but it is another antioxidant that's supposed to be particularly helpful when it comes to sun protection it's called polypodium extract and so um, that's kind of new a new one to me but I'm gonna check that one out um, And y'all I will link to all of these supplements that I'm talking about here in the show notes um, for this episode. So if you go to the Christian nutritionist.com and go under podcasts, um, this one about the sun will be there and the show notes are there. It just recaps everything I talk about and it will list out, you know, anything, all the, the things, the supplements and, um, products that I might talk about in, in any podcast episode, and it'll give you the links, um, to where you can find those. So that's always a resource available to you. Okay. Now, part of practicing safe sun exposure most definitely includes using clothing and sunscreen to prevent from getting too much sun because again, the dose makes the poison. And while we wanna let some of those beams in, we don't wanna bake, right? It's so good for us to spend more time in the outdoors and interacting with nature. And yet that could mean us getting too much sun if we're not careful. Ideally, like I said, we get morning light into our eyes, um, a short burst of daytime sun onto our skin, you know, really make that vitamin D. And then it's a good idea to get a little evening light into our eyes as the sun is going down. These three exposures help ground our bodies in time and make that internal clock tick like a champ. You know, it just sets us up for a really solid circadian rhythm and good adrenal health. Plus, when we're getting some regular exposure um, to the sun, then our bodies uh, tolerate it better, you know, it's so much better than, you know, being inside all day during the week, and then, you know, going to the lake Saturday and just, you know, spending eight hours in the sun, which is what (laughs) so many of us do. And I know, you know, that with typical work schedules, it can be hard to make Make this, especially the um, the middle of the day sun exposure, but you don't have to do it every single day. You know, if you could do it two to three times a week, um, figure out some way to work that in, then that is just going to be really, really beneficial for you. Um, So you know, but we've got to think about. Um, you know, protecting ourselves, you know, and so when we think about that, um, there are two things we think of, we think of clothing, we think of sunscreen, you know, I know the disciples weren't greasing up with copper tone as they (laughs) walked between cities or went fishing, but they would have worn a lot of protecting clothing back then, right? Clothing was the original sunscreen, and it's obviously a great option for us today. My husband's a cattle rancher, and he's in long sleeves and a cowboy hat pretty much year round. And it looks so hot to me (laughs) when it's like 100 degrees and it's in the summertime and he's wearing long sleeves. But, you know, that's what he does uh, to keep himself protected. And he's got his felt hat that he wears in the winter, stay a little warmer, and his straw hat for the summer, his cowboy hat, um, which is a little lighter. But he, you know, is keeping his face and the back of his neck protected from the sun that way as well i can't say i'm as disciplined in covering myself up um i'm not great about that but i do wear a hat and i love i love wearing a straw cowboy hat it's really good for coverage um and for sure i wear sunscreen on my face every day um, I use the Beauty Counter Dew Skin, which is a tinted sunscreen moisturizer with zinc in it. And so I wear it under my makeup. It's nice because, you know, it's um, tinted, so it's got a little bit of color to it. And um, and it goes well under makeup, but also some days that's all I wear, you know, cause it's got a little bit of color, a little bit glowy, a little dewy. And um, that is my absolute number one Beauty Counter must have. But when it comes to sunscreen, you wanna avoid the chemical ingredients like oxybenzone and avobenzone and oxalate and octocrylene and homosalate. You know, many of these are endocrine disruptors, which mean they can interfere with your hormones. They can make you more estrogenic. And this is true for a lot of the skin and makeup products that we use. You've heard me talk about this before, you know, that cumulative effect of using them every day can drive a serious chink in our hormonal balance. And it's just not necessary anymore because there are so many cleaner and safer options for your skincare and makeup routine and your choice of sunscreen. So you wanna go for a mineral-based sunscreen like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, which creates a physical barrier to protect your skin from the sun. And you wanna make sure that you get the non-nanoparticles um, nanoparticles are these super small particles that can find their way into the bloodstream more directly, but non-nanoparticles are just you know bigger and safer. They can't penetrate as easily. And so there are a lot of great mineral-based sunscreens out there. There's an app called um, the Healthy Living app by the EWG, the Environmental Working Group. I've talked about it on here before, but you can download that app um, and it will rate all kinds of different you know, products and a lot of for a lot of them, you can just uh, scan it, you can scan the barcode on a product and it'll come up and it'll give you a safety rating, um, which is cool. But they also um, obviously include sunscreens um, and rate those for their safety. And so some good options are Badger, Blue Lizard, The Honest Company, California Baby, and of course, Beauty Counter. Those all rate well for safety. I use beauty counter because um, a lot of the zinc based sunscreens are really white and chalky and my kids are not down with looking like Casper the ghost. (laughs) In fact, I send them with beauty counter, uh, the beauty counter face stick and the body spray when they go to camp, because I know they'll actually use it because it doesn't embarrass them, but I for sure want them using zinc. In fact, um, I ran out of beauty counter sunscreen recently and I used badger and it was so white on their face and they were, uh, they were not happy. Um, The other thing about zinc is um, a zinc based sunscreen is that it's really good for your skin topically. I mean, some people really notice um, an improvement. Um, I I know in beauty counter just because that's what I follow. And I'm always, you know, following their, their studies and their comments and their, you know, all that kind of thing. But people reportedly um, really have Pretty your skin after using the zinc, that topical zinc, because um, zinc's really good for the skin. So that's just kind of a sidebar, but you know, that's nice when it works double for you like that. I don't think you know, uh, oxalate and ovibenzone and all those are doing doing anything much for your skin. So stick with the zinc, um, but make sure yes, for sure you're stocking up on the good mineral sunscreens this summer in using clothing and hats to avoid overexposure. You know, I don't know how many times I've said, or I've used this Goldilocks analogy here on the podcast. But yet again, it applies so well, you know, we don't want too much sun, but we don't want too little, we want to get it just right. And that's going to be different for each person. But I hope that everything we've talked about today gives you an appreciation for our bodies, creation, the life-giving properties of the sun. Um, You know, and as always, I just, I so appreciate you spending this time with me um, to learn about these things. I love when you tell me that you take me with you on a walk or in the car. Um, Rebecca and Paige and Melissa are a few people that come to mind. that have told me that recently. And I so appreciate when you leave me a review, Danielle, thank you so much for your recent, recent and kind review that you left. I you know, I read them all. And it makes my heart so bursty. And also, when you leave a review, it also helps other people find the podcast. And so that's really helpful, because I'm just here to keep us all focused on more God, and better health. And so the more people we can reach, the better. And I'm, I'm so grateful in the ways that you helped me do that. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon.